welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. Thank you so much for joining. We are continuing down the path and the journey. I tell you, I have learned several things over the last few weeks. We are talking about sex. And today, my guest, Mary, she was on last month. She's from Portland. And Mary's going to talk about how did she get to the place that she was having painful sex and sharing her story and letting us know that this silent epidemic, I'm going to call it an epidemic because people aren't talking about it, is a concern. And we need to share with one another. We need to learn from one another. And I am so excited that Mary was on and able to share with me because a lot of things that she said, I had not heard before. So take a listen. Thanks. Mary, first of all, thank you for joining me. It's so great to have you back again on the show. Thank you. And, you know, we've been talking about sex here on All Things Dorothy's Daughter, and I've talked to some younger ladies, and I I think, you know, I I shared with you earlier today how how non-valuable they think their vagina is. And it's just fascinating to me. I feel like I'm on a mission now to help young women understand that this is, it is a special thing for me to give myself to someone. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I always have thought it's special, but this younger generation is so different and in how they think about so many things and I just actually can't wrap my head around it uh, to be honest with you. Um, I think women were hardwired to to not have it well we're hardwired to have emotions attached to it and so when young women this is just my opinion when young mm-hmm. women are just giving it away because it's like, oh, yeah, it feels good. Number one, I'm, I really wonder if it does. Number two, it's like I don't know if they're being truthful to themselves because of how I believe that we're hard, hard, hardwired to have emotions with it, whereas men uh, sometimes are not. Right. And you you make a good point, right? Because I think that they are, they're not being truthful with them. And again, we're painting. I'm not a doctor. I'm making sure I let everyone know I'm not a psychiatrist, none of that. But I do have sex and I have a vagina, so I can speak on the subject. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like you, have always thought that it was, it was it's special. And it's funny because as I was talking to these young ladies and they're saying that, oh, well, whatever it feels, do they? Is my guest on um, last night of today's podcast actually that came out today on Tuesday. If y'all didn't know, I record this earlier. Um, that came out on Tuesday. She said, you know, sex is just penis in, penis out, penis in, penis out. I was like, see, therein lies the problem. Wow. You guys got it all screwed up. That is so not even the only thing that happens with sex. But um, right. I just want to hear your opinion because they are. I don't, and, and, 
and I watch young ladies. I have two daughters, and I watch them, not my daughters, but hearing them on the phone talk to their friends. They, they claim that they're just kicking it or having sex with these guys, but they're check, they want to check their cell phones. They're trying to get into their Instagram. They're going to their house. They're calling them 50 times back if they don't return their phone call. And I'm like, well, if you don't like them and you're just having sex, why do you care? Exactly. Penis in, penis out. Then why are you hoping that they're going to text you or call you or you're checking their Instagram or their Facebook or whatever? Like right. you wouldn't care. You just wouldn't right. care. You would not so. care at all. But they do because it's, it is it's this connection that we have with our bodies as, as women. I can't speak on men. I'm trying to get a young man in his 20s on the phone with me, but um, I can so I can only speak from a female perspective. But right. I, like I said it earlier, I remember all the guys that I had sex with. Some of them, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? But because of that emotional connection that is just innate in us, there's I just have a hard time believing that it's just, just, just is. But again, maybe it's just me. No, that's my thoughts too, because of how we're hardwired. So, uh, I'm blown away. Oh. Honest, I don't even know how to answer that question anymore because it's just good luck on your mission. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not going to do that. What I do, I think the mission is I want, and I've always had a heart for women, and for women to feel confident, to feel good about themselves, for them to be able to hold their heads up high. So this is probably just another element of that, right, just to help them understand that their value and their worth. But that's not why I have you on today, but you're always a good person for me to chat with these things about. So I wanted to get your opinion and perspective on that. Well, you know, and also I think as a young woman, you should explore your body and, and know what turns you on and uh, – but that doesn't mean it has to be with another partner. There's vibrators out there. Um, right. And and so when you, you know, and there's different things that you can do to find out what pleases you in, so you know your body and you don't, like I said, you don't have to do it with a guy, but then it prepares you to really, when you want to be in an intimate relationship, then you, you know, are educated on, on what you des- deserve when you finally decide to have sex. But the penis in, penis out doesn't really allow that, in my opinion, so... I agree. But that's not what you and I are talking about, Mary. You and I. Oh. I thought I'd break the ice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, you were on my last podcast last month, and I really, I received a lot of great feedback um, about you, about you, about the way that you articulate things, that how you're able to kind of package it and help people understand. So I just, I'm just so glad that you decided to come back on because, you know, we were talking, and you had mentioned, like, oh, boy, Janine, you don't have a clue, you know, some of the things that start happening <laughs> in the in the sex realm <laughs> as we get older. Uh, and and I, keep, I keep pretending that I'm not that much older, um, but I'm getting there, you know, some years I'll be 50. But, um, you know, like if I was your younger sister, right, you know, with our years apart, the way that we are, and I said, man, you know, sis, what do I have to look forward to for some of the things that I probably should think about being concerned about as I get older when it comes to either my vagina and how it works? Oh, boy. 
first off, you have to learn to forgive God for making this happen to older women. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm mad at God, but not really. It's like, right. really? I, I mean, I wake up and go, really, Lord, come on. Um, but, you know, it was about, so I'm 59. So if I were to tell my 45-year-old self or 46, 47 self what to do um, or what to look no. for, it's like um, follow Hold your. On, Mary. Mary, start over. Okay. Mary, start over because you you broke up. You said if I was to tell my and then I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. Do you think it's my phone? Um, maybe because I'm sitting in the same spot. Me too. So if I were to tell my younger ten ten years younger than me, I'm forty nine fifty nine now. If I were to tell a forty nine self something, I would say follow what your doctor prescribes for you. Um, about 10 years ago, my doctor said, Mary, your your estrogen is low, um, very, very low, and I think that you need to start with this estrate, which is not a synthetic hormone. It's a cream that you put in your vagina twice a week. You insert in your vagina twice a week, and it just keeps your vagina healthy. And Does it look like a, is it like, and, a, is it like a suppository, like a monostat suppository thing? Um, no, I mean, there are some, they're more expensive if you, if you get like a little suppository thing, but this is just a cream and a tube that comes with an applicator. Like, let's say you were put, you had a yeast infection and you were putting up, uh, like, yeah, like, uh, whatever that is, monostat or whatever that, that, uh, cream is, but that's what that is. And it's called S-Trace and my doctor told me about nine years ago, it's like, you need to do this to keep your vagina healthy. And I just didn't follow her instructions, which led to some vaginal atrophy, which is a really awful thing. <laughs> but what but, I did, what was interesting, go ahead. But why does it, let me back up. So why does it need to, I mean, not that I know why it needs to be healthy, but for my knowledge, what does she mean by to keep it healthy? Uh, she meant, like, to not have it dry out. I mean, everything dries out when you start losing estrogen. You know, if you're, when it oh. starts in perimenopause, to menopause. So your your vagina becomes this dried up little prune. And so, <laughs> I, it does. It's just awful. And oh, so, it, it would have, it wouldn't have if I would have followed her orders, but I didn't. And I would just, and I think this is the biggest secret with, with older women is that we, I just was having, starting to have more and more painful sex. Sex hurts. And women don't, oh. it's, taboo to, it's taboo to talk about it. And I think it's, it's getting less taboo because my GYN is starting to have uh, little um, get-togethers to talk to women about painful sex. And what it, what does it look like at menopause and after menopause? And I saw that like our teaching institution here in the Portland area is talking about, you know, what does that look like? What What is menopause doing to your body? And what does it mean for sex? What does it mean for your desires? And all that kind of stuff. But I think like 
it's just really starting to be talked about because I just kind of ignored her advice. I was having painful sex and I just endured it for my husband. And then it got to Hey Mary, point. did you did you ever like try to use any of that um what is that other stuff that people use? I don't even know the name of it. It's clear. Lubricant? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is just called lubricant. KY type of jelly? Oh yes. man, I KY. Yes. Oh, that was yes, of course I did. And it that it, didn't do anything. I mean nothing. I mean when if you let your vagina go when you're you're, you lose your estrogen. KY is like, oh yeah, right. Uh huh. That doesn't do Uh-oh. anything. It still hurts. And it just got so painful um, that for a short time I had stopped having sex because, like, I can't do this. And my husband would even notice because he's like, you're grimacing. Why are you grimacing? Right. Like, oh shit. Oh shit. He finally notices that this is hurting me. And I had waited so long to start the estrogen. And some some women want to go on synthetic estrogen just for their perimenopause and menopause. That's all all up to them. But um, I just wanted the S-Trace cream for my vagina, and that was what was recommended because there's no really risk factors in that. Um, But it got to a point this last year that – I got what they call vaginal atrophy, where your vagina just doesn't work. It's not producing any kind of moisture in there. And I even had to take time off of work because... Hold on, Mary, you're, you're gone again. You said it got to... Oh. You went, you, yeah, you went away for some reason. You said it got to this point this last year. Yeah, I'm, I just put you on speaker. So maybe it's my headset. There so we it go. Got That's to even this- clearer, actually. Okay, it got to a point this year that um, I don't know where I was, but I I believe I was got to a point where um, I had to take time off work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I my vagina wasn't producing any more moisture. It had just kind of my muscles in there were completely touched. If my GYN even touched me down there, I flinched. And it was because um, I didn't have any estrogen left and I didn't treat it like I was supposed to starting nine years ago. And this isn't true for every – not every woman will have the same timeline as me, of course. But um, I think there's a lot of women that just don't want to talk about it or don't know how to talk about it. And um, so, like I said, I took time off of work because – literally for 90 days my vagina was on fire and I would describe it to my husband that it was like I had an inferno in there every minute of the day and it was the most pain the most pain I've ever been through in my life and it just was horrific I mean I cried every day I was in pain every day and it wasn't until um this estrogen cream started taking heat, if you will, or working, which took like 90 days, did I start feeling better? And then my GYN and I are like planning, okay, so when, you know, she will check it and she checks my vagina and she said, okay, it's looking good, it's looking good. So like one more month and you can start having sex again. (laughs) Oh, wow. I know it was it it can get that bad and that's what women aren't talking about. And that's why I think sometimes 
older, when you're older, women stop having sex altogether, and I wasn't willing to do that because I did enjoy sex, and I do want to uh, have that intimacy with my husband. And men, you know, they're hardwired different. They need to have some sex. And I don't think it's kind of us to just say, well, too bad, you know, I'm not interested anymore. I think that we need to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves so we can enjoy again and also take care of our husbands. Uh, and I don't mean that in, I'm trying to, I mean that in a good way. Right. If you have a partner right. and you're and you're in a relationship, you know, I, I think you just you know, care for each other's needs. So uh, that's kind of like my journey with it. No, um, but as you were talking, I was like, me and I'm the Google queen. But even before that, you know, you said something that, so I used to work at a large pharmaceutical company. I don't want to say their name. I don't know if that's cool. But um, I sold and my team sold these drugs for impotence, right, for, for men that are impotent. And yep. men, so, you know, all the research and the studies had suggested when a man would leave the doctor's office. So, they, you know, the doctors have about eight minutes to see see their patients. Well, the wife encourages the man to go and talk to the doctor about it. Well, but the man is embarrassed. And as the doctor is walking out the room, the, the man will say, oh, by the way, doctor, you think I can get some Cialis or Viagra? And because they don't want to talk about it. The wives don't want to talk about it, but I'm listening to your story, and you. I know so many women who are like, I just don't have, I'm not interested in sex anymore, but mm -hmm. it could be all of these things, Mary, that you're talking about, because it doesn't, you know, as I'm looking at this, which is interesting, though, around 17% of women between the ages of 18 and 50, they actually experience problems with um, vaginal dryness, even before menopause. So those young women younger than us, me and you, they're not are they're not talking about this. You just like blew my mind because now I'm like, I've never ever had a conversation with any woman that talked about this, Mary, in all of my years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And I think you're you are correct in the assumption of women saying, I'm not interested in sex anymore. Part of that and it's just biologically if you think, well, start Googling and reading up on wait, it. Say it again. Start over, Mary. A lot I of think that you. I think you are correct in your assumption that the biological reasons behind there's biological reasons behind not desiring sex because if it hurts, you don't want to do it. But also with estrogen loss, you're you're not even you're not even feeling like you want to do it. So it's, right. it's a two components. It may hurt, and estrogen's what makes you kind of feel sexy and young, and and has to get horny. And so as you lose that, you kind of lose that desire. And I have many, many, many friends that say I don't want to have sex anymore. But I think that is just isn't a great position to be at or, or to take. I mean, it's it's an okay feeling to have, but it's like. Let's work on this. Let's talk about this. Why don't we want it? What can we do to help us want it again and to help help us have it feel good again? Um, 
And what I didn't know, Mary, was that the vagina actually looks different when you go through menopause. I'm like, oh, how the hell does it look different? Well, I haven't really looked up my vagina, but my understanding is from my GYN, it certainly does look different. I mean, it is like, it's just, it's infl- it can be inflamed like mine was and it like everything atrophies like if your muscle were to atrophy so can your vagina wow and the emotional to your point the emotional impact you know on vaginal dryness just uh, just throwing that out i mean it, i understand it, i'm sure it can make women feel different right it can right and then like their self-confidence, their sexual confidence, they don't feel good about themselves anymore, but they're not talking about it. Like, So let me ask you this. No. What conversation did you have with your husband? You don't have to get into specifics, but sure. was it, were you nervous? Were you embarrassed? Like, how did that go? Um, I wasn't nervous. I'm so lucky. I have a great husband. So he's well, and part of it, he's an engineer, so he's just so laid back, you know. Uh, but he had missed some sex, so let me tell you. So it was hard on him, but uh, I just was honest with him. I'm, I said, honey, it just doesn't feel good anymore. I need to go back to the doctor and talk about X, Y, Z. And he was like, I kind of knew it didn't feel good for a long time because of how you were when we were having sex. And so we're a team in this, you know, and I've committed to him that, you know, I'm going to do everything on my part to feel good again and to have my vagina feel good again so we can connect again in a in a couple, you know, intermittent way because I feel like that intimacy is what is a part of what really bonds you in a marriage. Right. And as a couple. Right. Um, and this is actually so, the, this reason, this conversation, I I get all excited. I don't understand why I get excited on conversation, but it's this well, conversation. Well, that's good that you get excited still. <laughs> I do. I know. It's crazy. But because it's the, it's like I'm learning so much, and the, the silence, it says, like, um, despite the higher number of women that actually have these problems, they feel embarrassed to talk to their their spouse, their partner, whomever, friends, or even their doctors. And only a quarter of women with this problem actually seek treatment. One quarter. Yeah, that's why it's the taboo subject. And that's why, you know, which might be my next purpose or mission or career or something. I just feel like I want want to have it get out and we talk about it because there's so many options. You know, I, now that you know, I still have some of that inferno going on, but I'm so much healthier. My vagina is so much healthier because I've been doing the, you know, one milligram of S-trays twice a week now for six months. And there's this new really cool, um, looks like a vibrator. It looks like a penis, but it's called V-Fit, V and then Fit. And it's a uh, infrared uh, treatment that you put oh, in your vagina. Hold on. Oh, I don't know Go why. There's a, I don't. Maybe it's, who knows? I know. But it's um. You said um. There's a new. There's a, pro, a procedure or something. Or it looks like a penis. Yeah. That's where you were. 
<laughs> there's a new treatment out to help women have a really healthy vagina, which means moist and good muscle tone and all that kind of stuff. And it's called V-Fit. You might want to Google it now. V and then mm-hmm. Fit. And it's a infrared technology that uh, I have been using now for the last two months. And when I saw my doctor last week, you know, she said, "This, you know, you're looking so good. And I said, I'm finally feeling like a woman again. Wow. And that's the toll that this whole dry vagina atrophy took on me is that I didn't even feel like a woman anymore. And wow. so there are tools for us out there. And this V-Fit is a, is a great one. You, you kind of stick it in your vagina. It's infrared. I don't, I can't explain the technology behind it, but I know the clinical studies have said like 82% of women have seen improved results and enjoyment in sex. And um, and it's just been really great for me. And so three times a week, you know, I do it. I go upstairs and I long do you have to do that. Well, it's, uh, well, I started a couple months ago. I think it might have been three months ago. And it's something that you can use for maintenance. Like I'm still on my treatment program, then maintenance is like once or twice a week. So it's this instrument. I bought it for 500 bucks. So it's a oh, you have it 500 at home. Bucks. Yes, it's a home little home treatment. So you so you treat yourself at home, and it's like 10 minutes, and it's three times a week right now, and I just tell my husband, hey, honey, I'm going upstairs to do treatment. <laughs> and he laughs. He says, okay. And I said, don't burst into the room. I'm doing my treatment. Don't let the dog come in the room because it's going to jump on me, and that would not be good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I This, to me, I mean, Mira, thank you for being so vulnerable and, and sharing because I, I'll say this again because I'm still baffled. Every day I'm kind of surprised after every podcast that I've never heard a woman tell me that it's painful or that, you know, they're dry or whatever the case may be. And that concerns me because we women aren't talking to each other. We aren't sharing our no. experiences. We aren't trying to help. And, you know, we always say, oh, go feel better or blah, blah, blah. But this is the stuff we need to talk about because a healthy sex life is it, it increases your for me is I hope it increases my life but um, it makes me feel it better. It certainly it's increases a man's life. They right. said, you know that's what they say. And I, but I want a sex I want a healthy sex life and you know until me? today I'm no longer here. Right. Well, Maybe. you know. Exactly. I mean, I my mother-in-law and father-in-law was passed away, but in 2010, it's nine years ago, and they were in their late 70s. They were at um, our house from Minnesota, and she had her suitcase open, and I saw a little bottle of KY jelly, and I'm thinking, Jesus, you're 79. Rock on, Ginny. Rock on. I mean, it was like she's still having sex. She brought KY exactly. jelly in her suitcase. So it's mm-hmm. like, they, there's, you know, it's it's really important. And for me, a feeling like I'm a sexy, vibrant woman, even at 59, I need to have 
sex, I need to have a, you know, feel sexy. And part of that is having intercourse, you know, and, uh, and having a healthy vagina. And so for the first time last week, like I said, I told my OBGYN, I'm finally feeling like a woman again. You know, and my wow. husband and I are taking the, the whole week of the fourth off, and we're going out of town. I'm going to Victoria's Secret. I'm by myself, a sweet little thing to wear, and we're just going to have our sex on. And I'm so excited about that. <laughs> that is, Mary, that is so freaking fascinating. That's awesome. I mean, so wonderful. I don't even know. If and I'm- we do need to start talking about it to each other because I think women – you there? Quickly, understanding that vaginal dryness is normal. Can you hear me, Mary? Mary. Yes, I can. Yes. Okay, there you are. Um, recognizing yes. that vagina dryness is normal and it's and common, evidently. But the first step that I would let women know is you have to help yourself. You have to figure right. out. Go to your doctor. Um, what I'll do at the um, if the audience is still listening at the end of this podcast, as I was reading on Women's Health. Um, dot org, I'll give you some tips on how to have conversations with your physician, what things you should ask, or how you can get comfortable, because I think it's so important if you are having this issue, um, you get help so that you don't. Yeah, you don't wait until I did. Don't wait. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait because you don't have to get as bad as I got, you know. Right. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, when you start feeling Painful sex and loss of desire, talk to your doctor. Um, or, you know, educate you first because, in, educate yourself first, because in my opinion, GYNs, they they really know, but if you're going to, like, a primary care or internist, you know, and they're cranking out patients every 10 minutes, I'm not quite sure they're going to care enough. Mm-hmm. So educate yourself first so you can ask the appropriate questions and maybe get yourself a specialist. I agree. You know, I, I totally I agree with you 100%. And let's not have this silent problem stay silent anymore. And I, man, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I hope this helps lots of vaginas out there in the world <laughs> and <laughs> allows them to have more sex. Um, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, so thank you so, Mary. I really appreciate it. We already came up on the 30 minutes, and you get so nervous all the time, and we just be chit-chatting. And we're I know. I love, your <laughs> I love your podcast, Janine, and just whenever you want me on board, I feel honored, and uh, I hope that our discussion helps one person. So yeah, that's all my That's my goal, Mary, always to help one. I can't help the world. I'm not chasing money. I have a job. I truly and thoroughly, I just enjoy doing this and just hearing people's different perspectives and situations. And so I'm learning so much. So thank you, Mary. Have a wonderful day. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I first want to thank Mary again for joining that was a fabulous conversation and it taught me that I need to do more research. I need to understand. Um, Make sure you go on and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. 
And the best thing that you can do is share this with a friend. That is the best advertising that anyone can pay for. So please, please share it with a friend. Also, if you would, go on to my Facebook page. You can find it at All Things Dorothy's Daughter. That is the Facebook page. Just search and join the conversation. So as promised, I want to give you some tips for talking to your doctor about vaginal dryness. Sorry, man, you can, you can exit now. Um, because I know that it can be scary, it can be daunting, however, it's well worth it, and they can help you. So here are some tips and to make the discussion as easy as possible. Make sure you write down a list of what you want to discuss. You need to discuss the most important or difficult questions first. Just know, just get it out the way right away. If there is anything that you don't understand, make sure you clarify and ask for clarification with the doctor. If you feel embarrassed, take someone with you. I know it can be um, embarrassing, you know, face to face, but if you find some information about your symptoms and you can use that to help explain to avoid having to make eye contact with your doctor. So make sure that's, I think the first thing you do though, make sure you go and do some research so that you understand what's happening with yourself so that you can articulate to your doctor what's going on. If you still feel you're unable to discuss it with your physician, you know, write it down and hand your doctor a note and don't wait to be asked. You give the doctor the information that you feel is relevant during your history and the condition, you know, the symptoms and the impact that it's having on you and any lifestyle factors that you think may have contributed to it. And lastly, many women find that, you know, those smears that when you're getting your pap smear, um, if that they find that sex, you know, when you're having a dry vagina, that that becomes more difficult. And so if this is the case, make sure you speak to the nurse about the symptoms and ask for further information about vaginal dryness so that you can, it can be on your radar. So remember vaginal dryness is very common and it affects more than half of women after menopause. Men, women are going into menopause earlier and remember 1% I believe the number is about 1% of women not under the age of 40 um, have are experiencing vaginal dryness. So don't let this hinder you. Take a, take a, take a, what is the word I'm looking for? Take your health in your hands and make sure that you are getting what you need so that you can have a sexually fulfilled life and you are experiencing pleasure with your partner. Again, thank you for joining All Things Dorothy's Daughter. So excited to hear what you think about this episode. Please go on to my Facebook page and let me know what you think. And thank you so much.